There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. From the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. As we are at the point of week 13 being kicked off in the NFL Thursday night with the Saints and the Cowboys, and it is championship week in college football. Those games will be kicked off on Friday. So much football to get into. The biggest story in sports was the Major League Baseball lockout, but Unless we're going to bet on how long this thing is going to last, it's a non-issue. We're in the offseason now, and unless we're missing spring training games, then we'll start to be concerned about it. What I am concerned about, though, is the Dallas Cowboys' ability to win this game on Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. Why do I say this? Well, I've been waiting all week for confirmation from Sean Payton whether or not Taysom Hill was going to start at quarterback. And we know that he's been practicing fully. He's been dealing with that partially torn plantar fascia. He's been limited since week 10, didn't play last week, despite being suited up and active and on the sidelines, didn't see any game action. But we received reports that he was practicing and practicing with the first team. And I was just waiting on confirmation. Will Taysom Hill start at quarterback? Now we're seeing reports that, yes, he, in fact, will start at quarterback. This gives me a lot of confidence going into this game with the Cowboys. There are other players that are still questionable, and I have concerns We know that Alvin Kamara, Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick, all questionable for this game. Kamara has practiced in a limited basis, which gives me a little bit of confidence in him. Mark Ingram, though, is a full go, so even if they don't have Kamara, at least they'll have Ingram, who they didn't have last week. But really, this is about Taysom Hill. And I believe that he gives them an edge over this Cowboys team. The strength of the Cowboys defense this season has been the ability to take away the football. We know what, you know, Trevon Diggs has done this season. 
with the interceptions. He's been fantastic, right? And Micah Parsons, what a great season he's had. But if Taysom Hill is starting this game, they're going to run the football a lot. Like, a lot. And the Dallas Cowboys this season, yes, they've gotten after the quarterback. Michael Parsons, as I mentioned, has had a great season. Uh, but I don't see Taysom Hill dropping back in seven-step drops and trying to force the ball down the field. You know what I see? I see a lot of read option plays. I see a lot of handoffs. I see a lot of miss. Not you, Siri. I see a lot of misdirections. That's what I see happening. And if Hill does get in trouble, he can elude the pass rush, escape the pocket, and create with his legs. He gives the Cowboys such a headache to prepare for. First off, it's a total different offense that you're accustomed to seeing on film from this Saints team. Yes, you can look at the games that he played last year. Yes, you can look at some of the action that he's gotten involved in this season. But he hasn't really been healthy since Jameis Winston went down, right? So when Tre- with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, not much Taysom Hill action. So I guess what you have to do is go off of the games from last year. But the other aspect of this for the Dallas Cowboys is that you're preparing for an unknown. You only have a couple of days to do it also. This is a short week with travel for the Cowboys. You don't have the full week of preparation for this. Now, yes, they did have plenty of time because they played on Thanksgiving. But what I'm talking about is the preparation for Taysom Hill. Because it wasn't known that Hill was even practicing and getting practice with the first team until about Monday. So, yeah, the Cowboys played on Thanksgiving and and then had some time to maybe have a day off or two and start to get to work on a game plan against the Saints. I'm not talking about only having, you know, a short time to prepare for the Saints here. I'm talking about a short time to prepare for Taysom Hill. Throw in the fact that you are without your head coach, Mike McCarthy, who has tested positive for COVID and will not be around for this game. You're without some strength coaches. You're without some offensive assistants. There's a lot of people around the Dallas Cowboys that have been pulling extra weight this week. And all of it, in my opinion, adds up to just a bad spot. And I think the Saints at home playing with total desperation Because their playoff lives are on the line here. The Cowboys at least have themselves a cushion in the NFC East. For the Saints, they lose this game. They're not going to make the playoffs. Even if they win this game, they're not a guarantee to make the playoffs. But this is a team that will play with desperation. And I think Sean Payton's got some tricks up his sleeve. And I think this Saints team, coming off the four losses, turning the page to now Taysom Hill at quarterback, will surprise the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe they don't win this game outright. But getting over a field goal, I think is is too good to be true. I'm going to take the points with the New Orleans Saints in what I think will be a very close Thursday night football game. A very close Thursday night football game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. 
other news around the NFL. We find out that Antonio Brown is going to miss at least two more weeks. So the Bucs are going to be without him. The thing that has been so, um, you know, that you might have to worry about, I guess, if you're the rest of the NFC, is that you're looking at this Tampa Bay Bucks team and you just know that they're going to get better. Like Antonio Brown on the field is going to make them better offensively. And yet they're winning these football games. Well, they lost to the Washington, but they beat the Giants. They beat the Colts. They're going to beat the Falcons. And they just keep winning. If then they're going to get healthier with Antonio Brown coming back. Uh, you know, Gronk getting healthier every week that he's, you know, uh, back in action. And it's going to be a tough task to beat this team down the stretch. I think we are headed for a rematch from last year's postseason with the Packers and the Bucks. I really do. And maybe it's the Packers' year this year. But that's the matchup that we are headed towards in the NFC. With all due respect to the Cardinals, with all due respect to the Rams, uh, it's going to be the Bucks and the Packers for the NFC. And... Part of me says it's the Packers that are gonna that are gonna do it, but I feel like the Bucks are just the safer bet right now. The safer bet. Tom Brady could be headed towards the MVP. He's certainly the front runner right now. It's his award to lose, right? Yes, Aaron Rodgers has crept up there as well. We know that Rodgers took a PR hit this year. He also missed the game, and we'll see with him. But for Brady, he's going to keep putting up numbers. They have the Falcons coming up next. That's a game where Brady could easily throw for four scores. Might not even have to, but it could be. Against the Bills at home, they'll have a nice little advantage. Buffalo is going to be coming off of a short week playing the Patriots in a more important game because that game is for the division. So then they're coming back and they're going to have to play the the, the Bucks after that. Then you have the Saints, Panthers, Jets, and Panthers. The Tampa Bay Bucks still could be the number one overall seed in the NFC. They could be a fourteen and three team, and a fourteen and three team playing at home where they've just been so good, undefeated this year, who's beating this team? And home field's going to be the biggest factor in this NFC playoff race because that championship game is either going to be in Tampa or at Lambeau. And based on whoever's home, that's who I think wins this game. But perhaps the Bucks are the safer bet right now. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Once again, follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up a little later on this hour, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com will join me. We're going to get into college football. We're going to get into the NFL. Lots to preview right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Zadenberg back here with you on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Another extra little nugget of information as it pertains to the Saints and the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football. Sean Payton has never lost five straight games. Coming off four straight losses in his career, Payton is 2-0, and both straight up and against the spread, both of those games as an underdog. Did the Saints win outright? Maybe they can, but I'm absolutely taking the points. Let's get into college football as championship week will get underway beginning on Friday. You have two championship games on Friday in college football. One of them right here in Vegas, the Pac-12 title game between Oregon and Utah, but you also have the Conference USA championship game, Western Kentucky and UTSA. Currently on your lines, UTSA and Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers of WKU. Minus three in this game with a total of 72 and a half. Oregon and Utah is now down to two and a half with the Utes favored. Total of 57 and a half. These two teams played, obviously, a couple of weeks ago in Salt Lake City. And Utah blew them out. Um, Here's what's interesting, though. And I've I've, I've brought this up before when it comes to Utah. When they made the switch to Cam Rising at quarterback, remember Charlie Brewer, the former Baylor quarterback, was there. He was the starter. Uh, didn't work out. He left the program, and Cam Rising took over. They were one and two, and Cam Rising took over, and Utah went eight and one in their next nine games. The you know that's just tremendous. Um, and what's kind of interesting, though, is that Oregon, 3-0 straight up and against the spread in the Pac-12 title game. Utah, 0-2 straight up and against the spread in the Pac-12 title game. The team with the better record in the Pac-12 title game since 2017 is 0-3 against the spread. Currently, Oregon has a better record than Utah. Mario Cristobal is 1-5, both straight up and against the spread, in his last six games as an underdog of six or fewer when seeking revenge. Uh, So what does that mean? That means they lost to Utah, now they get to play them again, and they are underdogs of six or less. So not a good sign here. Uh, I just think Utah has been a much different team 
with rising at quarterback. I give all the credit in the world for Oregon for what they have done this season. When C.J. Verdal went down, I thought their offense took a major hit. Kayvon Thibodeau, clearly the best player in college football. Anthony Brown, the former B.C. quarterback. I mean, this kid can play. Uh, you know, the three touchdowns were huge against Oregon State in a game that I thought they were in trouble with uh, Oregon State coming in playing good football. But they bounced back from that loss to Utah. And now with an opportunity to avenge that loss, win a Pac-12 title, go to the Rose Bowl, and potentially setting up another matchup with Ohio State. Because if Michigan gets into the playoff, it's going to be Ohio State and or and the winner of the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl. Like, that's going to be incredible. Uh, so imagine the rematch between Oregon and Ohio State. I think everyone is maybe hoping for that, although I don't think it's going to happen. I think Utah is going to win this football game. They, they look really good in that game in Salt Lake, and it's hard for me to ignore what I saw in that game. And maybe... It's clouding my judgment a bit, and maybe I'm a sucker, and the move here is to take the points with the Ducks and expect them to bounce back and be a different team, especially in a neutral site, because the game is not in, not going to be in Salt Lake City where they had a distinct home field advantage. And being indoors and not being in the elements probably favors Oregon, to be honest with you. Um, but, man... Utah ran all over them in that game. You know, Cam Rising did enough. Didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he did enough. Didn't turn the football over, which was huge. It was really the running game, though. 208 yards on the ground. Four touchdowns on the ground for Utah. And the Utah defense really just shutting down the Oregon offense. They could not get anything going on the ground. Only rushed for 63 yards. I, I just, I lean the Ducks here. I really do. I mean, no, excuse me. I lean Utah here, and I don't know if I'm going to back off of that. Again, it's hard for me to ignore what I saw last time. So, uh, I lean Utah in this game. Um, the underdogs for the rest of the way are really what I'm on. Like, I love Louisiana at home in the Sun Belt title game getting three points because I do think that there's going to be something about Billy Napier coaching this game. Yes, there might be some distractions with, obviously, he's gone. He's going to take the job. He's taken the, He already took the job at Florida, and there's a worry maybe what assistants are coming with him and things like that, but... I think they want to send him out in style. Like, it would be an accomplishment to send him out with a win. And much like it's hard for me to ignore what I saw with Oregon and Utah, it's hard for me to ignore what I saw the last time that Louisiana played Appalachian State in this stadium. And that was in October. When the Cajuns won 41-13 to in that game. Now, a big part of that win was the turnovers. Four turnovers from App State in that game. Two interceptions, a couple of fumbles as well. But Louisiana ran for 246 yards and five touchdowns against App State. And Chase Bryce has had a nice season. The former, um, the former uh, Clemson quarterback. Then I believe he was at Duke. Now he's at uh, you know App State. He's had a decent season. But if App State can't stop Louisiana on the ground, I I just don't see how they're favored in this game. It can't just be all about um, Billy Napier. And a couple, and you know, him leaving and whatnot. This could be a stinky line, as Tim Murray would say, embrace the stink, right? You have App State's going to be hosting this game. And why are they underdogs technically at home? They're the ranked team at 11 and 1. They already beat App State 41 to 13 during the regular season. Yet App State is the three-point favorite. 
Is that line stinky? Do you have to embrace the stink? Maybe you do. Maybe that's the maybe that's why App State wins this game and covers because the line is stinky. But I'd like to think that App State, uh, excuse me, that Louisiana at home sends off Billy Napier in style with a Sun Belt title. Certainly would be a nice going away present, right? That, you know, sending him out with a win. In his career, they uh, won, let's see, they've gone to bowl games every single year. He's been at Louisiana. They were 7-7 seven and seven his first year. They lost in the Cure Bowl. Then they were 11-3, and three, and then they won a bowl game. Then they were 10-1 and one last year, won a bowl game. And now 11-1 and one this year and headed towards a bowl game. But first up, it is going to be the conference championship, uh, which they shared last year. Um, you know, they were first in the West, and um, the game was canceled. It was supposed to be Louisiana at and Coastal Carolina. Game was canceled, so they shared that title. Now it's a championship game. Would be nice to send Billy Napier off. In style. We'll talk about this game plus the other championship games coming up next with Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and administrator. LandryFootball.com is his website. Nobody locked into the sport more than Chris. He'll uh, explain to us some thoughts about the college football playoff and the games coming up this weekend. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Joined now by Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and administrator. The website is LandryFootball.com. Chris spent some time on staff with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban with the Cleveland Browns, was in the Tennessee Titans front office, and also coaching at LSU when Nick Saban was brought in and won a national title. No one locked into the sport more than Chris. And Chris, let's jump right into the college football playoff rankings. And I want to put you on the playoff committee. So the committee of Chris Landry, would you hold it against Notre Dame in an argument comparing them to another team? Would you hold it against them that Brian Kelly is no longer coaching? No, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, I think you got to factor it in like you would maybe a missing player. And I do think it, it may, um, it, it, it certainly, you have to, you have to evaluate it, hold it against them. I, I wouldn't phrase it that way. I, I would not put them ahead of Cincinnati if it came to that, because I, you know, Cincinnati beat them. Um, it, it just would, to me, I think it would, to me, the only way they would get in is if you'd have a little bit of chaos. And in that, by that, I mean, if, uh, if Oklahoma state were to lose, I, I think Oklahoma state's resume is a little bit better. And I would put them in along with Cincinnati, um, in Georgia and Michigan, uh, assuming Georgia and Michigan win this week. So, um, and, and I do think that, um, depending on how it uh, plays out, if it came down to say a two loss Alabama in Notre Dame, I'd have to look at, how Alabama looks against Georgia uh, relative to, to, to Notre Dame. But no, I, I wouldn't say hold it against them, but certainly you got to factor it in, Scott, if, if a coach is not there, if a player is not there. But I, I, you know, I do think it has an effect, um, <clears throat> but I wouldn't, you know, quote-unquote hold it against them. If Baylor defeats Oklahoma State, would you put them in over Notre Dame? I would not. I don't think they're as good as Notre Dame. 
Okay. Uh, well, I, that's the point. That That's the argument that I was going to make, is that, you know, Big 12 champ that just beat number five in the nation um, would have a, a, an argument to get in over Notre Dame, who has zero top 25 wins. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I think it's certainly an interesting argument. But, uh, you know, I just, to me, who's better? And I do think that the resume would be pretty good. But I think a two-loss team versus a one-loss team matters. Um, <clears throat> so I, I still think uh, Notre Dame is better than Baylor. All right, well, let's talk about the championship games. Uh, how much of a chance do you give Baylor to upset Oklahoma State on Saturday? Oh, I think there's a pretty decent chance. I think Baylor is a really good team. I thought, you know, Oklahoma State uh, certainly outplayed them, but not by a great <clears throat> deal in their first matchup. I think Oklahoma State's a little more steady in terms of how you match up um, defensively. I think Baylor maybe has a little bit more balance, but I, I just think all in all, Oklahoma State's a little bit better team, um, and they got a lot at stake. I think really the only key is does Oklahoma State struggle um, in the moment of the pressure of, look, if they win, they've, they've got a really good chance of maybe getting into the playoffs. That's that's a that's a big step for them. That's a high pressure mark, and that's something that Cincinnati is going to face as well this week. So I, I think that's the only thing. If they play their game, they don't get too tight. I think they take care of business. They're they're a little bit better than Baylor. All right, you mentioned Cincinnati, so let's jump right into that game. How much of a chance do you give Houston to pull off the upset? You know, I think there's a chance. Uh, I do think again, Cincinnati's a well-rounded team. I think Cincinnati's really good. At Houston's played well. They've won. 11 straight games, uh, but they haven't played a, a tough schedule. Um, I know Cincinnati hasn't either, but Cincinnati's got better personnel. Uh, again, I, I would say the same thing, but even more so. I think Cincinnati is more decisively better than Houston than, say, Oklahoma State is Baylor. I still revert back to what I said. I think both of those teams, in the moment, they don't get tight. Um I think they win, and, and in this case, of Cincinnati, I think they win going away. It's at Nippert Stadium. That's a big difference, you know, particularly as opposed to playing the Big 12 championship game at a neutral side at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Yep, but what about the Big 10 title game, uh, Iowa? Uh, is this a tough matchup for Michigan? You know, I think it's um, – I think it is. I, I do. I think that, that Iowa's a good team. I just don't think that Iowa has enough offense, but defensively is quite a bit of challenge. Um I think that the the Michigan defense has a big time edge against Iowa's offense, and I think that's going to be the difference. And uh, again, I, not to be repetitive, but I look at Michigan a big win, a lot of emotion last week is let down. You know, I, I don't think so. I think they take care of business. That would be the only way that that uh, that I would would beat them. Who wins the ACC, Pitt or Wake Forest? You know. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth in my mind on on kind of where I see this game, but I'm going to go with Pitt here. I think they're a little bit better overall. Um, I think it's a maybe the most intriguing back and forth type game, um, but it just doesn't have as much at stake in terms of playoff implications. Does Oregon avenge the loss from a couple of weeks ago and top Utah in the Pac-12 title game? You know, I like their chances certainly a lot better than, well, they, they got dominated a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I do think that um, Utah's just more physical, but I kind of like Oregon to respond, play well. I think this is a really close toss-up game. Unfortunately for the Pac-12 and them, it just doesn't have a whole lot of uh, of impact overall. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the um, Sun Belt Championship game. You know, Billy Napier is going to coach this one for Louisiana. They're home dogs against App State, Chris. Yeah, they've not, you know, uh, certainly winning the conference and would be a good way to go out. They've, they've been a little bit of a mixed bag in these type of games. They've won 11 straight games, though. But um, his App State team is pretty good. You know, there's certainly some distractions when you're dealing with, hey, the coach is gone, and uh, is, is they going to take any of the staff? Is, you know, Patrick Tony going with them to Florida? You know, you, some of that, how you handle that is going to be interesting to see. I, I know this, there'll be a lot of emotion in wanting to go out as a winner, you know, particularly since, you know, the place has meant a lot to you. I kind of like ULL in a close one, but really close. I think this App State team could, could match them uh, point for point here. 
All right, well, let's get to the one I saved the best for last, and that's the SEC title game. Georgia is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, Chris, over Alabama, and the question that everybody's asking is, can Alabama score on this Georgia defense? It's going to be tough. I I think the the key, though, is going to be Alabama's defense. I think that's their chance, is if they play their best game defensively, uh, can they keep this game in the twenties, maybe in the low twenties? If you can, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a possibility for Alabama to have a chance. Um, I just don't see it though. I think this Georgia team is really good. I don't think that Alabama will have enough success running the football. I just think that the line of scrimmage advantage for Georgia against Bama is quite a bit different. Um, I like Georgia here. I think they'll win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but but I think it might be more than the six points. Uh, but I will say this. The key to this is, is Alabama's defense. There's, there's no question about it in my mind. Isn't it strange that, you know, Georgia, they're the best team by far in college football, but yet they're not a sexy team. Like, they don't have the marquee names. No one's talking about their individual players. It just really is a team effort there for Kirby Smart. Well, I think, you know, they've got so many great players on defense and, you know, Davis is great, but uh, Kobe Dean, I mean, they just, they're just loaded. They've got a number of great players on defense and those teams maybe don't or not as exciting and the quarterbacks maybe not overly exciting. They've got a lot of good backs. So you're right. And then they've not had a lot of what you call big wins. You know, they've not had games that have been competitive. So mm-hmm. a lot of people maybe turn their game off a little bit and they've not beaten that great team. I mean, they're the most impressive looking win is, you know, um, well, I mean, it's, it's Clemson week one and that doesn't look quite the same now. And, you know, uh, I would say that their defensive performance against Tennessee um, was most impressive and most intriguing. Um you know, but I, yeah, I just I, I just think that because they've not had a schedule that's really tested them and they've been so far superior to who they've played that they probably have not gotten the credit, which is kind of, you know, in terms of the publicity. But look, you're number one and, and, and they're the only team that we know with 100 percent certainty they're in the playoffs yep. either way. Yeah, win or lose. Chris, do me a favor. Hang on so we can talk about the NFL coming up next. OK, you bet. He's Chris Landry. Follow him on Twitter at LandryFootball. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. We're going to get into the NFL coming up next. Chris, I'm going to ask you about uh, Taysom Hill and does it change your opinion on the New Orleans Saints as they kick off Week 13 against the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday Night Football. He's Chris Landry. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com, football scout, coach, and administrator. And Chris, let's get into the NFL, and we'll start with Thursday Night Football, the Saints hosting the Dallas Cowboys. New Orleans, according to all reports, will make the switch, and Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback for this game. Does starting Taysom Hill make the Saints more competitive? I don't know, Scott. I think the Taysom Hill project is going to be intriguing. Um, it's not a great formula. I mean, I understand that they've got to give it a go, and I think it might work for a game or two. It, the fact that you've got to run basically a different offense, and it is a challenge um, to try to defend him in the run game. I, I think he's very capable of doing that and having a good package together to be successful. But the longer he plays – the more I think it gets exposed because there's really no threat of a passing game. I just think that this perhaps makes the running game a little bit better, but the passing game, not much. I I think this is definitely a place where Dallas has got to get well, and yet with all the sickness and injuries, I'm wondering if that's going to have an effect. I may stay away from it, but I still think Dallas is the better team. I think they get it done here. I just think that this Saints team is very limited. Uh, One of the more intriguing games on Sunday's slate is the Chargers at the Bengals. Chris, how impressed have you been with what Cincinnati has been able to do, what Zach Taylor's been able to do, and uh, what do you make of this Chargers team? Because to me, they're like Jekyll and Hyde each and every week. Yeah, and it's more Hyde. I mean, they're just really playing poorly. Um, I just, I'm not... I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of the charges. I know they're capable, but they're they're too sporadic. They're not good enough at the line of scrimmage. Uh, on the other side, Cincinnati is playing very physically. I know Pittsburgh's had some injuries. They dominated that team. In fact, it looks like the Chargers and the Steelers, when they played that a couple of weeks ago, like they left their games on that field. And this past week, they just didn't show up. And Cincinnati just pummeled them. Now, Again, can you handle some prosperity, some success, Cincinnati? We saw them, you know, having to deal that and not play well against the Jets after a big win. Um, This team's starting to feel it. Now, the offensive line's starting to play well, run the football well. We know that um, Joe Burrow's outstanding. And, and you know, I'm just beginning to like this team. And why not this team in the North? But I need to see more consistency. And winning this one would go a long ways away towards at least giving me confidence that there may be or going to be a threat at least to, to maybe finish out this division. You know, I've talked about Washington for the past several days, Chris, about how they're actually in control of the NFC East. If they win both games against the Cowboys, you know, they could actually win this division. Uh, they, I thought that they, I think that they've played well over the past couple of weeks. I like what Taylor Heineke has done, and I think Washington can absolutely go into Vegas and beat the Raiders. What do you think? Oh, they can. I mean, the Raiders are another team that you just just don't seem to have it all together. Um, you, know, I, you know, I just I look at it, and I do like a lot of things about Washington, but yet there's some things that you never know that you're going to get the type of consistency that you need on the offensive side of the ball. So I think this ought to be a good one, an intriguing game, and it's certainly a must-win but I think both of these teams are going nowhere fast. But this is this is a, a loss here just just makes the season spiral down, in my view, for the loser. 
what's been up with the Ravens? They're eight and three. They got the best record in the AFC, but they just don't seem right, Chris. No, they don't. Look, I mean, um, yeah, you think about this. They had four interceptions. I mean, you know, the record going back years and years in the NFL was zero in in forty two <laughs> in in games in which you had four interceptions. Now one in forty two. I mean, that that what happened does not happen. This Pittsburgh team's banged up. I, just with with Baltimore, there's just not enough in the passing game for this team to even with a good record in in home field, they're they're not going to advance that far because they have no threat in the passing game and they're not overly dominant with the run game. That's their strength or their defense. They're not overly dominant in either one, but um, you know that's the reason why I think that the the right type of matchup can can knock them off, and that's why I, I, I don't think because they can't spurt away from people, they're always vulnerable. Can the Broncos keep it close against the Chiefs on Sunday night? You know, maybe a little. I, you know, I, I think that this Bronco team's got better personnel than people think, but I I just think, um, you know, last week, again, was more about what the mistakes that were made and really bad decisions by, by the Chargers. I think Kansas City gets right again. Um, you know, I think they're starting to play better and, and off of a bye week, you know, Andy's so good. I I tend to think this is kind of a more of a, a game in which Kansas City might win, and, and I think they probably win um, 10, 14 points here. Wow. Uh, Monday Night Football, the game of the week. It's the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, how do these two teams stack up against each other? Look, man, the Patriots are playing awfully well. I mean, this is a, like a must-win for Buffalo. Um, the Patriots are, are really sound in they run the football well. They play good defense, playing as good defensively as anybody. Um, you know, this Bills team kind of falls into that category of some of the problems that the Chiefs have had. You know, when they just they don't they don't run it well enough, and it affects their defense. And you know, Buffalo has more capability than what they've shown, but it's the consistency or lack thereof that's a real problem. Something tells me, though, that they find a way to win one here. And, and I, I say it just on this. Their best game is a little bit more explosive and a little bit more capable than, than New England. But if you're just going to bet on, hey, who's, who's the most consistent? You know, I know what New England, how New England's going to play. I just don't know how Buffalo's going to play. So I think it's a, it's a risky game. The best Bills beat the best Patriots, but on a consistency basis, long haul. That's what's make the, the Patriots so effective to this point. If the season ended today, Chris, who would match up in your Super Bowl? I think that Kansas City is trending that way. I mean, there's just not a real strong answer in the AFC. I, I think New England is really solid. I think they're limited, and I think the Chiefs would beat them. You know, again, I think the Bills haven't shown the consistency. Cincinnati, as I mentioned, the deal with, with Baltimore. And Tennessee without Derrick Henry. I just don't think that's a real strong AFC. And, and I, that's why I would give the Patriots a chance, but I'd give the Chiefs a better chance. In the NFC, you know, I, I'm still going to look at, 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 at how much better Tampa gets I still would make them the favorite, but maybe co-favorites with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's about health, you know, and, and certainly with, with Aaron Rodgers, the defense playing well. Um, that would be, you know, Tampa, Green Bay. I, I like those two teams um, better and maybe even Arizona better than, it, than maybe anybody in the AFC right now. Other than if we can get the best of the Chiefs, that's the that's the best team in the AFC if all hands are on deck, they're healthy. That's the best chance for an AFC team um, or the best-looking AFC team, the best chance of, of an AFC team winning a Super Bowl. And who's been the coach of the year for you so far? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it Matt LaFleur? Uh, is it Zach Taylor somebody like that? Who's, who's really stood I, out to you? I think you've hit on those three. I think Bill probably – um, you know, maybe the fact that he's got the name and, you know, never seems to win it when they're really good. I think he deserves it. I think, I think right now, those are the three. Let's see how it finishes out because, you know, obviously if, um, you know, I don't expect, you know, Zach is, 
I would put Zach maybe in the most – if they end up winning that division and get a playoff game, then I think you could probably look and say, man, that, that Zach may get it. No, but Bill's probably done the best job. And I, I think Matt's done uh, – but he's got Aaron Rodgers. I think I they probably put him third in that race right now. But maybe move him up depending on what Zach does in the rest of the way with the Bengals. Chris, I appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the great football this weekend. Then we'll talk again next week. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate you having me. Take care. Have a great one. He's Chris Landry. You follow him on Twitter at Landry Football. You can follow me at Scott's on Air. Currently, Bill Belichick, a plus 300 favorite twin coach of the year. Cliff Kingsbury is plus 400. Matt LaFleur plus 600. Zach Taylor plus 800. And yeah, listen, if the Bengals win this division, how could you not give it to Zach Taylor? I think he absolutely deserves the award. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Again, follow on Twitter. At Scott's on Arrow, I'll answer your tweets. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.